Blog Talk Radio. Witches, a podcast from the Geek Girls perspective, and I am the head huntress. Excuse me while I turn off of Mer- All Elite Wrestling. My goodness, are they loud? Um, so, oh my God, and I spilt my coffee. We're not off to a good start, lady and gentle witches. Um, and first of all, I had I accidentally made the show. I made the link for the show last night. I often do it the day before. But for some reason, I made it for yesterday. So it actually, like, went on air, and there's a dead air and nothing actually in the episode. <laughs> so oh. so, I will, so we, we, we will fix this with this live, and I'm two minutes late getting this launched. But we are here, and we are not yeah. going anywhere. And um, we have two hours for our show. Yay. And right. uh, we will um, talk about couple of lots of stuff actually we have a lot of catch up to do a lot of shit went down um in the movie front on my end i gotta talk about like yeah there's fp news there's stylist news um there's my friend there's just so much to talk about we i can't wait to talk about it with you uh we also are going to talk about um steamy romantic choices for love in the time of covid because at this point i'm sure valentine's day was weird for everybody it certainly was for me the first time yeah. I was alone on a for like 29 years, which is like crazy. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, there was that going down. Uh, I hung out with my daughter. Uh, she actually asked me okay. this. She goes, show me a horror film that's a comedy, that's a parody of other horror films. And I went, I gotcha. And we watched Scream. And that was awesome. So that was oh, my perfect. Day. Yeah. Did she so, like it? Oh yeah, she did, and and uh, it's funny because she she kind of she figured out like immediately. She goes, Skeet Aldrich, he might not be the ghost face killer, but he definitely killed her mom." That was what yeah. she said. And I was like, nice. "Good." I didn't like, I didn't uh, tell her that she was right on, but you know I was very proud yeah. that she picked that up. You know, but Skeet really isn't. If you watch it now, knowing Skeet is the villain, like the main villain of the story, you it, he is like the ultimate toxic relationship. Like, not killing aside, mm. like, all the stuff he's talking with her about, like, at one the point. The creepy exorcist. Yeah. The, yeah. And, she, and she, and she, he jumps in her window a lot, which is weird. And he's yes. pressuring her to have sex. And and at one point, and, and she's not having sex because she's in mourning, right? You know, it's right. not like, you know. And then, like, and later on, she's like, no, I apologize to you for all this post-traumatic stress. And I'm like, 
wait a minute, that's a total, like, that's, that's a, um, you know, sociopathic, uh, submissive uh, relationship. That's a, not a good thing. The toxic, toxic, <laughs> gotta stop that shit now, you know, and turns out, well, he's a murderer. So, you know, he is a sociopath. So, uh, you know, so there, there's the red flag, right, in the whole show. And it's funny to watch that now, knowing what I know now and not what I knew then, because the 90s, nobody knew anything. We were kind of like, <laughs> we Babes in the woods. Oh man, the, 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 this movie blew our minds. You gotta mm-hmm. realize that, you know. I'm sure it did. You got you guys are a little bit younger than me, except for Aaron. He's way older than me. Well, I would say it's seminal yeah. in my life. It has to be, even if I wouldn't want. It was in a twelve when it came out. I saw all of the sequels in the theater, but the first one was a rental. So I just I have all these memories of junior high mixed up in all that time period with the Scream movies. It's totally. It, yeah, it's just it's seminal. It can't not be. I'm just the right age for it. It's it's so good, and Lily loved it, or the evil genius loved it. Sometimes I leak her name. Uh, so she <laughs> loved it, and she was pretty happy. She's really getting good at handling horror films. She only really winced at one thing, and I still winced at it. At the very end of the movie, uh, the way that she pulls Skeet Ulrich off of her is like she puts her hand, finger in his bullet hole. Is a bullet hole. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. It's a really good gore shot, and she jumps. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can one. feel that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was, it, it was effective. It, it, well, like I said, it's fun to watch her watch these movies because I've seen them so many times. I know what's about to happen. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm not, I'm desensitized mostly to the gore. There's still a few things that get me that um, the cut, the custard and dead alive still makes me gag it's just oh it's so good uh, yeah you know, there's a I'm few things either. like that you know that's one of my favorite that. movies and because it makes me gag like that okay um so uh you he's know. new peter jackson like that i'd love to see him do something like that now oh god well you know i we'll get we'll talk about peter jackson another time <laughs> because maybe yeah. during the kaiju episodes coming up because we do have some Ooh. kaiju up the road so uh and and oh and I wanted to talk to you, Steve, on air too. Uh, by the way, sex people listening out there, if you're listening in, this is the panel. We actually don't have a guest tonight, so it's just a sexy witches. Hey, so call in six four six seven one six nine one seven two six four six seven one six nine one seven two. The sexy witches are looking forward to your call. And with me, as always, is my Chantress of Nevermore co-host of everything else I do as well. Please welcome to the show, cold but alive, Raven <laughs> Jasper Hawk. How you doing? Hey, Raven. So, so the, back. <laughs> the All right. worst storm hits in the country were you yeah. in Portland and Dallas. You guys got stumped. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. But, yeah, I was just reading when I got the internet back, the first thing I saw was an article talking about how it was the largest ice storm with the most power outages in Oregon's history. There's oh still over a hundred thousand people without power. Um, and over 5,000 downed power lines that they still have to clean up before they can reconnect stuff. 
So um, even though the ice and snow has mostly melted, everything's pretty much shut down because everyone got used to doing stuff online, and now no one can do anything online because there's no power or Internet. So everyone's just kind of twiddling their thumbs and going outside and shoveling stuff. But it's starting to get better. It's just uh, one of my dear friends has been without power for five freaking days, and it sounds terrible. I'm kind of like – even though Queenie is a little bit north and didn't get hit quite as hard in Seattle, I know that she has issues. Well, Queenie has issues. They have issues right. with cold, like severe issues with yeah, the cold. Yeah, right, and, right. And and you do too. I know that. So yeah. you know, be careful. Um, you know, I mean, I would except like, to take the dog out. <laughs> like Steve, oh. Steve and I live out here on the east, and and we're, yeah. we're getting hit, but we're kind of used to it. We're more prepared. We have the infrastructure for it. Exactly. Yeah, we don't. No infrastructure. Hmm. Portland says a little infrastructure. You know, just a little, but not enough, With right? Very little, because it, if it snows, it's going to snow about once a year for a couple of days, one or two inches. And it's and really pretty, too. I've time, been there when it's It's beautiful. Snowed. It's really pretty. It's like, it's like a Hallmark card. What's the name <laughs> of that park that's up the hill behind everything? It's up the hill. There's the zoos there. They do lights, Christmas lights there sometimes. Oh, by... Um, by the mansion. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Pettic, I was, Pettic Mansion. There's a park. Yeah, like, Pettic by, Mansion. I, I, was, park. I was there. It was snowing. Oh, it pretty. Really it's a it beautiful really old Victorian home that they've Ooh. turned into a public museum out in the middle of this forested park area with a whole bunch of gardens. And there's there's obviously someone taking care of everything because it gets very uh, topiary-esque the closer you get to the mansion. But there is something very kind of also just lost in the woods, and it's a cool place to go have it's a picnic or they'll do outdoor concerts. Not even twenty minutes to the edge of Portland. I mean, you can just go right yeah, up, it's, right? It's, yeah, you can you can boop right up. Yep. Yeah, um, <laughs> that was up. that was my second favorite area I explored when I moved when I went to Portland. It's really the other pretty. place was Mithloma Falls, was my absolute favorite. Oh, yeah, I loved it. Um, I did that whole drive down to Mithloma Falls, and then we had. The Edgewater is that the the yeah. the the yeah that's where we had dinner. Are you are so, Edgefield? Edgefield, yes, we had dinner at Edgefield. Oh, the yeah, winery yeah, and the distillery cool. and all that. Yeah, it's a historic hotel and bar, and there's a chain of them, McMinimins. Edgefield is the biggest one in Oregon. It's a whole winery, and they do really actually pretty awesome concerts there. Bob Dylan has played there. Um, It's big And there's also a movie theater And a hotel that may or may not be haunted And you can kind of wander around All day without spending money But you can spend so much money too Of course They encourage ghost hunters to come and take photos And I've seen people's ghost photos From from that area So it's really cool And there's a golf course and get this. Okay, there's a distillery on the golf course, and that's the secret. You go there, and they that's have stogies, stogies and brandies and Kahluas. So, of course, I'm just like, woo so Oh, that's yeah. What I'm doing. So that's what I'm doing uh, when I'm that's living the good day. life. Yeah, I was there a couple of times, actually. <laughs> like, I've, when I've, I've only been to Cortland a couple few times, but twice I've been back there because of that distillery. I liked it more than the Hush Puppies. And I went to the the high school one too. I've been there. Or the elementary school. school. Whatever what yeah. is it called? Where detention the is. Kennedy actually, School. 
the Kennedy School. That's it. That was yeah. where I went there too. Um, those are they're pretty touristy, but they're cool in in this like Portland. Yeah, they're kind they're kind of gimmicky and uh, kind of hipstery. So that if you want to go get a PBR Tallboy, PBR is a, like the unofficial drink of hipster Portland. <laughs> of course, yeah. So it's gonna cost you like you know anywhere from six fifty to eight dollars just for like one, one can of passport. That's <laughs> but, insanity. But, <laughs> they, they have excellent draw drinks. Like their beers are very good. Uh, they, yeah. and they they do blueberries and things like that. If you like that kind of stuff too, a Hefeweizen was actually really good. Uh, and uh, yeah, there's always hush, something new. And the hush puppies were, were excellent. Like they get tater tots because it's school, so you get like the school tater tots with yeah. the beer. <laughs> totally works. Cool. I digress. But those are things to do when COVID is over. I have a rule though. Exactly. Hugs in April. That's that's my goal. Hugs in April. I will be Hugs vaccinated April. by April. That's my goal right now. It sounds that's like good... it's actually gonna happen. So I fingers awesome. crossed, folks. Um, uh, uh, I I was able to register, so I was all excited. I was like, "Yay, registration!" <laughs> so um, very cool. So let's go back to uh, let's see. Um, so I want to bring Steve and Aaron. Aaron's like he's chilling in South in L.A. because like you know it's not that bad down there. They're they're okay. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing I mean, hanging. We, no snow. We got some we frost go on the windshield, but that's about it. Yeah, <laughs> we're about to get hammered here tonight at midnight. The the ice storm that hit Dallas is hitting us tonight. Um, yeah. It's not going to be nearly as severe as it was down in Dallas, but they have no infrastructure. Did you see the picture of the turtles I posted? No, I didn't. I didn't see the ones that you posted, but I saw them on the news. Yeah, the, okay, so they're down oh, on Hydro Island, and the turtles are just, like, totally in shock because of how cold it is. So they're picking them up right. and actually putting them in their cars, which normally wildlife are not supposed to do that at all. Right. But for the turtles, they're just piling them in, and there's this, like, shot of this, like, mm-hmm. SUV filled with turtles. Yeah. <laughs> so, poor yeah, thing. Poor baby. This is how oh, you get into turtles. And, and they're like, they think the average, what, those are all 100-year-old turtles in that uh, uh, thing, supposedly. Yeah. So, oh, I see them. I missed that part. Yeah, that's what they said. They're supposedly all older. So that's really wow. cool. They do. So, you know, what COVID yeah, is doing a lot of things. Welcome mm-hmm. to winter. And, okay, so we've had winter. We've had yeah. riots. Oh, we're going to have a, 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 a cicadas. So it really is still the end of the apocalypse. Is, is really still happening. I mean, we haven't. Who had frogs on their bingo cards? Frogs yeah, when is it coming? We yeah. still haven't yeah. had frogs. Have we had a plague of frogs yet anywhere? We've had a plague of frogs. Not, yet. Not recently. Had, I don't think had, so. We've had. Uh, you forgot Jewish Shia. space lasers. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, I actually had that one on my card. I had that one. It was a big one for me. Oh. <laughs> it was a long shot. I never thought. Right. Yeah. Well, I remembered to paint the, the lamb's blood on the door, so I was safe. <laughs> okay. So, you know. Right. Yeah. Right. Of course. Good job. Oh, uh, you know. Uh, Thanks. This, this week has been a crazy week. I mean, really, it has been. I mean, Valentine's Day happened, and we also had um, Chinese New Year, so Gung Hei Fat Choi, um, which is weird uh-huh. because it's it's 12 years ago, which is the year of the ox, which I'm an ox, right? 
this is 12 years uh, ago mm-hmm. to the week that my mom died. So I've always equated the Chinese New Year with my mom's death. So I actually Wait, when hit me a mom? lot harder. When was that? Um, that was uh, what what, was 15th. My, the, the 10-year anniversary of my mom's passing was February um, 7th. 2011, yeah. So yeah, we're we're dead mom neighbors. I, I I there's a horrible sad story that goes with my mom's death, and because I found out uh, that when the day the weekend she died, I also found out I was pregnant, and there's a lot going on there. And I'll tell you that story yeah. as well, but I don't want to get sad, depressed. Uh, fuck that. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. Because this is you know, even though I had a lonely Valentine's Day, it really doesn't matter because, like, you know, there was television and I binged the crap out of it. Um, I was looking mm-hmm. for something kind of sexy and fun to watch, and so everyone was telling me Bridgerton! So I did Bridgerton. Oh, no. <laughs> <sighs> oh, gosh, how is what that? What are you doing, Liz? <laughs> uh, boy, was that disappointing. <laughs> I was like... Aww. Oh, no. Oh, Erin, like of course. You're such a tender heart. You're too nice to everything, Erin. Well, <laughs> well, no, no, no. I mean, I haven't seen the last two episodes, so I was hoping it was going to, you know, pull it out at the end, uh, phrasing. Sure. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> as far as costume porn goes and as far as, you know, Ava du- DuVernay goes, it's it's Ava DuVernay. If you like her stuff, you will like this. I don't it's like very stuff. much like her stuff. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> formulaic for me, but uh, Natalie's been forcing me. So the costumes uh, are it. cool. The actors are fine. There's nothing <laughs> wrong except for I don't really like the lead no. actors that much. But there's there's nothing wrong with any of them. The the Duke is super hot as he should be. Yeah. All of the all yeah. the pieces are there for me to like it. But everyone was telling me how sexy and hot it was, and I'm like. <laughs> Where's the sex? Where's the hot? There's like one episode total. Where's the steamy? And and it's the honeymoon episode. Uh, they're doing it all over yes. the, the the mansion, and it's hysterical. I was thinking also, that too, Aaron. I'm so glad that John Oliver is back. I haven't oh seen God. it yet. I'm glad he's back though. Yeah, I'm oh, so glad. Oh, so overdue. John yeah. Oliver had the best Bridgerton line I've read or so seen good. anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> he said, and I, I'm paraphrasing here, but he said, however much you think coming in sheets there's going to be, there's actually more. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> nice. Wow. Yeah. Because I don't think I heard what came person. after that for two minutes because I was no, just on yeah, the floor. No, yeah. well, she'll, and she'll and only a British person could get away with that joke so Right. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. I think that's how he started. I think he it's said, if you. Me. <laughs> I am so glad. So I, I'm very disappointed in Bridgerton. I wish it was better than it was. And, you know, and I did yeah. like the big reveal. I'm not going to spoil it because not everyone's seen it yet. It's, you know, but uh, even though it was like all that, I didn't buy it. Not for one minute. I was like, no, that is not who it was. <laughs> Yeah, so that's why I'm not spoiling it because Aaron has two episodes left because yes, they do reveal it at the end of the season who it, who sure. is. They absolutely do. And anyway, I'm not going any farther than that. But if you, it to me, it remind if if you were 
a Trump supporter that was trying to purge themselves of the last four years, this is the show you'd watch. It's, it's hmm. you know, ah. it's kind of sexy for a Republican. <laughs> for a Stepford wife. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. I want to, there's a, actually, like, I can't go into the finale because of, of Aaron, but there's a point when we come back or later on, I'm going to ping you after you've watched it, Aaron, and I have yeah. a really big bitch about the end of, like, what the message of that show is. I actually mm, almost was okay. in, walked away insulted at the end of this show. I'm not sure what it was mm. trying to say, but that's all well and good. We'll put that to the bed because after Bridgerton, I really needed to do something else. And so my friend at work recommended this short bingey show on Netflix called Bonding which is a two-season oh, yeah. sitcom about the bondage and, uh, uh, and the su- submissive dominance uh, community. Mm. Um, okay. It actually is pretty fun little show. Um, and it, yeah, it was so much better than Bridgerton immediately. It was way... Uh, and it was not... Now, okay, the first season was supposedly like the BSDM community went nuts and said, you can't do this. You did this. You did that. What the hell is that? That's mm-hmm. not consent. Blah, blah, blah. Shouted the list of laundry stuff at this show. But they liked it mm-hmm. <laughs> at the same time, but they were critical of it. <laughs> highly critical of it. Season two, they get a writer that clearly knows what's going on. And, 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 and they correct in the first two episodes, they correct all the mistakes they made in season one. Which was hysterical, but it's the season two ends up being much more of a dramedy than sitcom. It's actually, you know, it's not. It's more like it's like Noah Baumbach suddenly took over the bondage and of the missive dominance community. It's you know that's the only way I can. (laughs) But 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 it's so worth watching, and and it's an easy binge because they're only fifteen, sixteen episode uh, minute episodes. So. Afternoon, you can get two. You can get both seasons done, and um, it, it and they're talking about a third season. Uh, so I I'll totally watch the third season. I actually really kind of endure love these characters. So um, and also the lead character is he's he's so not normally what you see in television, and it's great to see people of different walks of life on a show, especially a community mm-hmm. that's very very uh, misunderstood in the mainstream. So I, I'm I'm happy with it actually. So bonding Netflix, watch it. <laughs> so any other like check it out steamy <laughs> TV shows or even movies that we should talk about? <clears throat> Let's see. Well, you know what I saw for the first time. Uh, this is uh, from 1979. Nosferatu, the Vampire. I, I oh, yeah. never. I've only seen one. Uh, Werner Herzog movie that wasn't a documentary, and it was uh, it was another one with Klaus Kinski, and I can't uh, I can't remember They're right all now. And he's Klaus in Kinski. South America carrying a <laughs> cannon. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's just the same movie. No, that's a Agira, the Wrath of God. I think that's what. Thank you. Know. That's <laughs> the one I I've seen. Wow, and so did this I pull the that only out other... of my ass? Nice one. Nice pull. <laughs> so it's really interesting and kind Somebody of uncomfortable. That. So having seen Klaus Kinski in other movies, to see him as a creature that could be sensual, because that's mm. totally out of his wheelhouse from what 
I had seen and anything else. And um, when he is with, for some reason, they changed Mina's character to be Lucy. But uh, when he was, so it's the same. <laughs> Lucy's being Mina, basically. And he's mm. drinking her blood until morning. It's like actually a really sensual scene. And I, my mind was kind of blown. Um, it's, it's beautiful. I, it, it is it's absolutely really pretty. probably my favorite version of Dracula. Um, it, it, it is, it is, and you know what's amazing that he's emoting this sexual ooze through this right. makeup that is horrific and and terrifyingly good, right? And yeah. yet, yet he's able to like totally seduce the chick. Uh, and and I always loved how Werner Herzog's movie isn't always focusing on. Dracula as the vampire, but some of the more precursory things that happen when vampires are in a town, like decay, madness, plague, right. bats, and he's very up front and center in that movie, showing what the town is going through, because what's happening with, with the vampire and Lucy and, and all those guys is just a, one, one story of a, and, and the center of a ripple effect that the entire town is feeling. And we, I mean, we get a madness ball even towards the end of it. Um, it's, I love that movie. I'm so glad you saw it. It's one of my favorite. Yeah. Movies. I, gosh. Uh, another thing I was thinking about is, is that just the Dracula story is so well known by heart, even before I think you've seen a fictionalized version on screen and you can tell the story pretty quickly and I've seen versions where they take a very long time and I'm not 100% why <laughs> this one's hmm. 107 minutes um, I feel like he under normal circumstances wouldn't even need that much time to get through this simplified story of Dracula but it's kind of not about it's just like the perfect runtime. I don't know that uh, the way it's put together the overarching just the editing and um, how it flows, it feels like it's been five minutes. I couldn't believe it was over, and then it had been over an hour when <laughs> when the credits started. Did, did you watch the uh, European cut, or did you watch the American cut? I you know think it was the European cut. It was on the Criterion channel. Um, I think they curated that for Valentine's Day. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm pretty uh, sure that's the, that's the 106 say. minutes one is the European cut. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was a it was a great cut. Um, I highly recommend checking it out if you haven't yet. It's also now I don't know what cuts are where, but it's streaming in multiple places. Uh, it's on Peacock, it's on Popcorn Flix, it's on Tubi, and it's on Amazon as well as Criterion. And it it is sexy and horrific, which is wonderful. Is. Yeah, so, right, yeah, right up that spooky alley. Good, good, <laughs> good choice, good choice. Because you know it was funny because you know I was watching Joe Bob, and um, he made some uh-huh. offhanded comment about like what does romance and horror have to go through, and Darcy just started listing. All these movies. Oh, Darcy, leave it to her. (laughs) She's right, though. I mean, like love and horror and sex have always been together. Exactly. They they are in the same part of the brain, you know. uh, You know, fear is 
you know, it, it's all endorphins and adrenaline rushes, and you know, and and when people are scared, they want to have sex because they it keeps because they to feel alive, right? Um, yeah. And with people who We're are safe. more need losses, um, so so Valentine's Day is a good time to purge all that. So there's plenty of horror out there. Do we have any other good horror romances we'd like to shout out to while we're talking about them? Well, Only yeah. As a matter of fact, I... oh, go ahead, Aaron. What's that? I just oh no, no, you go ahead. Only no, lovers Steve, left go alive. ahead. You haven't been in a while. The fly. Only lovers left alive. Is oh, all, is what I'm saying. Alive. Oh, you mean the the, the yeah. vampire movie? Yeah, it's just when I think of Valentine's Day and love, and I do love that hurts song, oh, Nosferatu. Yes. But uh, Only Lovers is uh, I actually had just realized that I did not watch that this year, and it kind of bums me out. I may do that this week. <laughs> it's on Stars. Yeah, I just watched it. Oh, um, great. Looking at my movie tracker, January nineteenth. It was a first watch for me. Um, and that's Jim Jarmusch and, of course, yep. the wonderful Tilda Swinton, who's my yeah, soulmate doppelganger, like, inspiration. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Tom Hiddleston and Mia, sorry for butchering your last name, Wachowski, uh, <laughs> is she a Wachowski, I think? Yeah, Miss Misa Kowski. It, it, it's complicated. We're sorry. We we're fans. We love you. <laughs> I'm sure she's listening and angry. She's gonna call. I also I want to point out that this move that that um yeah, what's her name? Never mind. Normie, go ahead, Aaron. I just totally lost my train of thought. Go for it. Oh, I was just gonna say. Um, I don't remember. I think we were doing vampires films actually, and I put it on my list, and someone said. It was slow and didn't work for them and everything. And I just think it's so romantic. And I love that film. I, I, I wouldn't necessarily put it in the steamy category, but a full. Oh, you're right. More romantic. Steamy. Yeah. I would, it's but more romantic. So freaking romantic. I'm sorry. I no, jumped no, no. It's so. No, no, no. Uh, oh, dear. It, it, All right. I, I finally. plus um, into the romantics. I'm, I'm, I'm back to where I need to be. Okay. So. Her name is yeah. Mia Wasikowska, <laughs> by the way. Thank you. Uh-huh. Thank you. Wasikowska. It's Yim Yarmush. You actually pronounce it Yim Yarmush. Oh, Yim. Oh, because yeah. in, uh, Yim. you know why I thought that? Because in only uh, The Dead Don't Die, and mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Adam Driver says Jim Jarmusch, and then I'm like, it's yes, Jim. I, so I thought he was telling me the truth. Are you telling me Adam Driver lied to me? Yeah, probably. <laughs> yes. Just but, this one. you know, I do have to spoiler alert. Uh, by the way, um, What We Do in the Shadows has a great couple, too, because you have Laszlo and his what's oh, his yeah. girlfriend. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, and that is a steamy as well as romantic. Yes, it is. Only Lovers Left Alive, Tilda Swinton's vampire from that movie is actually the head of yep. the council. That's true. That's right. And, you know, and I love you know how it was her. Like it was specifically that character was the head oh, of yeah. the council, and that was oh, wonderful. Totally. And and the dreads are so cool on Tilda. Like she's <laughs> so awesome in that movie. I mean, uh, and Hiddleston once again. I mean, who doesn't want to look at Tom Hiddleston half naked? I mean, really. It's true. So, I mean, I think, get well, in there's line. Plenty of I get it. I get it. Romance. Tom I know this, you know. Not as many as Idris Elba. Everybody mances Idris Elba. Everyone would ship sure. him. 
everybody. Everyone would ship them. So, Erin, it's funny yes. to me that someone would say to you that it was slow and didn't work unless they didn't know about Yim, Jarmusch's previous work. Because no. it's all really slow paced. Like, he, yeah. his pacing is him. And it's almost no just real. It's real time is what it is. Um, and so he hangs with it. I feel like if you, if you just don't like that style and it's kind of not fair to, ju- I mean, it's just not going to be your type of movie if you don't like his I, movies or that style. I guess so, if you go in I, I thinking know. you're going to get a, a, drag, a, a vampire film, much like if you think you're going to go in and get a zombie film, uh-huh. With the dead oh, don't sure, die, sure. you are not going to have a very good time. Right there, I understand that. Steve, I have a question but, for you. Okay, hopefully uh, I have an answer. Uh, is this? A, is, do we have a Yim Yarmish movie that we could do a repo nerds on? <gasps> oh gosh, uh, there's some I haven't seen. To be honest, I've never seen uh, Dead Man. I've seen most of it. Uh, we were just talking about Dead Man. I've never I, seen I, it. Dead Man is brilliant um yeah, i is. i love broken flowers is also really fucking good oh, yeah, that's uh, great. Yeah. yeah um ghost dog have you seen patterson people coming out i've never patterson. seen ghost dog i've never seen ghost dog i've never oh, seen the, ghost dog is fun yeah i've like seen like coffee and cigarettes and um oh gosh broken flowers i've only seen a few I've, and i've seen the two horror films uh, i guess you know kind of horror films we were talking about i guess i've seen three or four but i have definitely not seen dead man or ghost dog i also oh, highly recommend patterson from 2015 oh, i love that movie also with actually, adam driver have i seen patterson i might it's not great. have seen patterson, patterson I, saw night, I saw a night on earth in the theaters first ride nice I was, yeah oh so cool I was, Big big deal to go see that, and that was my first Roberto Benigni sighting. I was like, "Oh my God, who is this guy?" <laughs> oh wow! So, so that was that oh, was the beginning of relationship with uh, <laughs> that character for a long time, and oh my God, Il Pacino cool. still haunts my dreams, and so does his movie. What <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a beautiful, a beautiful life is beautiful. Life is, Life is beautiful. Yeah, but the the move those yeah. movies play for so long in my theater. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I, um, I understand. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think other hot sexy things. Well, here's something that was hot and sexy, oh. and I think kind of fell. What about flat. the hunger? The hunger. Ooh, yeah. well, that's yeah. hunger. you get to see David Bowie. Yes. Theme. David yeah. Bowie. That's true. And, I mean, you do. But, you know, the, the real truth of it is, is Catherine Deneuve is one of the most amazing people to look at ever yeah. in the history. Like, if you yeah. want to listen to you want a hot, sexy binges, go look at some of her Bunuel stuff, right? Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, my goodness. Mm. Yeah, she's got some thought, steamy stuff. Thought, yeah, so that's a good bingey choice is to go de- deep dive Catherine Deneuve movies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, this is so- I, I got to Freezing. a steamy moment through a very interesting, like, rabbit trail uh, <laughs> that you might enjoy. <laughs> One is that uh, I, so I was revisiting Psycho 2, right? And, oh, I love uh, Psycho 2. Which is a good movie. Great. I saw that in theaters. It's not that bad. You know, champions that movie all the time, and, and I think he's right. I think it is an unsung kind of sequel. 
It really is. It's kind of not fair. But uh, so Make Tilly is the co-star in that film. And she is Jennifer Tilly's sister. Yep. And I was looking up stuff about her because she looks totally like my cousin. <laughs> I was like, who is huh. this? This is crazy. And when I was doing that, I found out that Meg Tilly was originally cast as Constance in Amadeus, which is my favorite movie. And oh. I just watched Amadeus um, on my mom's death anniversary because it was kind of like our movie because uh, we're big classical music nerds and um, big just nerds in general. So I'm watching Amadeus and uh, the director's cut is on YouTube right now. And I rented it for three ninety nine. and there's, it's interesting because I'm like trying to picture Meg Tilly in these parts now. I think she would have been really good, but what happened was she injured her leg in a soccer game and her recovery time was so long that, the production couldn't afford to wait for her. Uh, and so it was really sad. And I think she would have been great. And Tom Holtz was really pissed off because they got along really well and had like a sexy connection. But yeah. uh, one thing that I totally forgot about is that in the director's cut, there's this huge important scene where Constance goes and visits Salieri and offers him her body in exchange to accept Mozart into the Royal Music Committee. And in this, she takes all of her clothes off and she's standing naked in front of him. And he has a servant throw her out. And she has this terrible breakdown. She's worried she's ruined her husband's career. And I think removing this scene probably cost... um, I can't remember her last name, the, the woman that ended up playing Constance, the Oscar. Uh, it changes so much about the overall arc of this movie. And there's also just a lot more uh, sexuality in general and how um, kind of much of a fuck off Mozart was behind his wife's back. Um, there's a lot, it's, there's just a lot more to it and not much more time added for that. Um, director's cut, so I don't know why they just didn't release it, it like that. But it's, it's completely great, so check that out. Gives, a, gives a new read to the relationship that she has with Salieri yeah. in the back half of that movie. You know, right? And then you know, later, like, why is she so resistant to him being there? And then, oh, right. Well, that's why. <laughs> and she even okay. says later in the film, she throws Salieri out of her house, and she says, "I regret to inform you, I don't have any servants to throw you out." And that's because yeah. he had a servant throw her out earlier, but you don't know that in the theatrical oh. cut. It, it You don't know. It doesn't make sense, but uh, it, it doesn't hit as hard as it could. I have it on DVD downstairs, the director's cut. Very so cool. I was very it's shocked beautiful. to see that. Yeah, I was like, wow. So that's a really well, it's kind of, I mean, maybe they were worried about ratings because it, it's almost, it's, I wouldn't say raunchy, but very body, much more body mm-hmm. than the theatrical cut. Well, but I mean, the time was body. We're in Vienna, man. Yeah, I mean, of course. Yeah, that's what it you know, needed. You know, body yeah. is good. You know, it's like you know, I've I always agree. been mad about the Da Vinci Code movie because when you read the book, it's not good, but it could be a good, it's fun, <laughs> over the top yeah. action picture, silly fun, right? And boy, do they take themselves way too seriously. You know, it's, oh, like, it's come ridiculous. On, I agree. You know, 
and, and and I actually think the same thing when you watch the theatrical cut and you look at Amadeus now, obviously it's not as egregious of an issue. I don't, you know, cause like sure. both, they're both great. Uh, it does change the, the angle of like two thirds of that movie. Like it, it it's a very yeah. different thing going It's a out. different point of view. Yeah. Um, and and, 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 and it almost get in a good light either. He actually looks a lot worse. No in the end of this. No, um, you're right. You are so right. Um, and, and the whole reason Constance comes over to Solieri's house in the first place is because he alludes to her that that's the only way that her husband will get on this board. So then he's disgusted that she tries to follow through, like, who do you think I am? And it's just like, what the hell are you doing, dude? It, you obviously have this mutual respect and he doesn't understand that it's mutual and it makes it a much more tragic story. Mm. Yeah. Not cool. I, I, a good tragedy with amazing costumes. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. so best oh, yeah. ever. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, I really, you know, it's funny cause you know, the magic flute's actually one of my favorite operas. Well, I do. It's my favorite opera. So, well, my favorite is um, Siegfried from the Ring Tackle. Uh, it's absolutely my favorite. Oh, nice. I absolutely—it's—it's—it's it's, it's a perfect icebreaker opera. If you want to get kids into opera, show them that one because there's dragons, <laughs> right. and giants, and saving damsels on mountains, and it's just fun, right? <laughs> you know. And it's not like you know, got the Dahmer room where they die burning and starving to death. You know. This is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the opera, kid. from PBS had the hottest Wotan ever. Um, so hmm. look at that. <laughs> um, seriously, like he was hot. I was like, dude, you can sing and you look like that? Okay. Even with one eye. I'll take you with your one eye, sexy. <laughs> so, yeah. It was, and my, my virginine 20-year-old was very excited. And so was my mother. <laughs> Which gets like ring cycle, you know, my mom was it's hysterical. Anyway. Um, you know what? I have another first watch that ties into uh, something that's very relevant right now. This is so weird. The day before Charisma Carpenter posted on Insta- uh, on Twitter mm-hmm. that Joss Whedon, again, um, is uh, portrayed his abuse of power multiple times while she was working with him on Buffy, um, the day before, I happened for the first time to watch the musical episode, oh. Once More with Feeling. Um, and I've been told to watch this, I think, since it came out. <laughs> but I just, for some reason, kept missing it. And even though Buffy has been on Hulu for a really long time, they just added it on Amazon and something about noticing it there and maybe look for it. So what do you think? Inter- uh, I... I Overall, thumbs up, um, but there is some very simplistic, uh, just I, I guess some amateurish things happening with music, orchestration, and um, you know, just overall musical structure. I'm okay that not everyone is a perfect singer. That's not, it's not what it's about for me, um, 
but some some of the rhymes were kind of lazy. Uh, some of them were great, and some of them were like, okay, take just get a thesaurus and take five minutes and go over that again. <laughs> Do you uh, know how but, long uh, they had uh, to practice those songs before, no. before shooting? Two no. weeks. That's and amazing. Now that that weeks. already bumped it up ten points for me. Yeah, um. that's the one thing when I learned that. <laughs> I, I, it was from a, an amazing interview. I highly recommend it. Howard Stern interviewed her right after that, and it's a really oh, good wow. interview. One of the better interviews I've heard him do. And she talks about it took them two. It was two weeks. They had her handed those songs two weeks before shooting, and that was it. Well, <laughs> that so, episode uh, also happens to be the episode where Buffy loses her virginity. Uh, it also oh has the sex episode, uh, like the, the 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 love song, where you get the actual little bit of a sex scene with uh, Tara mm-hmm. and Willow, and that's like one of the so, first times. That's you pretty know. hot for Buffy, <laughs> you know, for the CW or whatever it was on. So my favorite thing in that episode, and it's just like they're like, is this happening just to us, or is it happening to everybody right. who's out there? I get the thing and everyone's like. Ah! I'm like I love that, and then there's like other I songs in the like background. That. Like there's like some woman singing some lament <laughs> in the background, and you know that's, that's like, how that's my perfect world. That's the perfect world. That's it. That's the Just dream. Seeing what you're doing, so I know it's fine. <laughs> I I okay. I absolutely love when people break out into a full on blown dance number I, randomly in sure. a movie. I absolutely do it. Now, that being said, I hate it when people fake dance to a song in a movie. Like, like it just wastes time. Yeah, okay. Um, good example. The one that I hate the most. Um, Spider-Man 3. Okay? Oh, God. With okay. James Franco. <laughs> oh. And, and, and what's, her <laughs> what's, what's her name? What's uh, her uh, name? Cry Woman. Uh, Kristen Dunst, right? Kristen Is that her Dunst, name? yeah. Yeah, Mary <laughs> Jane. At one point, they're flirting or something, and yeah. and they're getting bonding, and there's a song on, like, oh, that's our song, and they start dancing, and it lasts, like, five minutes. Like, it's a long time. I remember this. I remember this. That oh, God. kind of stuff. So there's a I hate that. of that. hate that. It um, doesn't move plot forward. It doesn't do shit. Move on. <laughs> no, it's one of Come the on. most despised moments in Rift Tracks history, I think. Like Bill and Mike complain about that all the time and all of their other like Rift Tracks they'll refer to like the Spider Man dance scene and how like use it as a, a litmus almost like mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> at least it's not this bad. It used to be Sandy Frank, you know, back in the old MST three K days. Now it's like, yeah. Spider Man three dance. <laughs> Right. I mean, it, it can be problematic to do a, a surprising <laughs> like like production number in the middle of a movie. I the one that comes to mind to me is Tank Girl, but it still works and, sure, and it's yeah. aged well. Uh, Dead and Breakfast know, has one, I think. I think so. I like that movie a lot. There's a hero. I haven't seen that in a while. Yeah, there's a woman protecting the records. That's, That's right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Have we <laughs> done an archivist it. episode lately? We should do one. I have to go streaming archivists. There movies. are hero archivists out there in movies. They do exist. Yeah, there's I a did ton. Actually, I started compiling a list, but I don't know where that list is. I've lost it a long time ago. Yeah, that'd so, be fun, soon. I'd have to recompile it. But um, 
So yeah, no, I like Dead and Breakfast. That one's pretty fun. Uh, so uh, let's see. <laughs> but yeah, but like, um, but then it like a movie like Hot Rod, which I highly recommend. Yeah. If you've never seen Hot Rod. There's, <laughs> the, the, it's got the best production number at everywhere. They just goes into chaos and riots and fire, uh-huh. and it's hysterical. Perfect. I like. That. It, yeah, it, that whole movie is really good musically. Listen to I, I people are like, oh, it's just a silly little comedy, but l- listen to the score. It actually has one of my favorite scores. It starts out as a small single Casio with just the guy playing the theme on the Casio. Yeah. By the time he's jumping the actual jump, he, they are actually at full orchestra. And it works. It's totally 80s, over-the-top awesome. And I, I always, great, yeah. Uh, yeah, so Hot Rod, with Ian, and it's, and Ian McShane he gets to fight. And you don't get to see him fight enough. So, I know. I just so, saw baby Ian McShane in something. What was that? Oh, I think it was, oh, no, I need to look. Was he ever um, a I've baby? never seen him young before. Huh? He was never a baby. He was always just the, the distinguished <laughs> man that he is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find it. Richard slapped him on the ass and put a cigar in his mouth. That's right. right. That's, that's what I'm picturing. Yeah. Yeah. And I watch American Gods though, and um, it's it's kind of steered the ship a little bit in the right direction this season. I'm not happy with a lot of stuff behind the scenes on that show though, but he's still he's just always fun to watch. I, I lost my Boy, stars no. account, so I haven't seen season three yet. <gasps> So I'm kind of bummed, but you know, it is much I feel better. like yeah. we, we did more news combined. specifically because of the shit going on behind the scenes. Oh uh, yeah, the way they yeah, that's both the Orlando so. Jones situation. Exactly right. Yeah. Yep. Oh, Leaves no. a very sour taste. I came on board with oh, American no. Gods as a Brian uh, um, Fuller fan, but he's not even there right. anymore. But uh, yeah, it's yeah. pretty nasty. Yeah. So I, I was pretty upset about the whole Orlando Jones thing. I thought that was totally like what? bullshit. Can you catch me yeah. up on that? I'm not sure. I, I think I missed to, this. You, you do it, Steve, because I know you you, you follow. Oh gosh, I, you know Aaron Aaron back me up here. Basically, um, sure. he has. He was let go. Uh, he was one of the most exciting things about the show. But yes, he was straight oh, up I couldn't agree more. He alleges Mr. racism. Nancy was, um, oh. yeah. yeah, he just alleges uh, that. He alleges out about racism and violation of contract. I still think that there's still open litigation about this, I think. Um, but, I haven't uh, heard I know, anything about it, but they were what they yeah, were saying. Specifically, that, I think he said that the showrunner told him that the whole – angry black man thing just isn't going to work for where we're taking the show. Right. Yeah, that was pretty much that's yeah, right. yeah, oh, yeah, it. Was, yeah. Exactly right. Which is bullshit. Can you just fucking believe country? it? What the fuck, yeah, guys? Nothing. I mean, come on. Yeah, take a the look. The guy's racist and his finger isn't on the pulse. Both. So he's... Yeah. Hey, man. Like, Boom. It, 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 what kind of producer well is that? You know, or showrunner? Why is he a writer? Fuck off. I could write better exactly. than Thank you. Yeah. Um, Thank you. There's a lot of holes in that show because... I think he took another couple cast members with him, and then before that, when yeah. Brian Fuller left, yeah. he took Chinowith and Jillian, so it's like uh, right. the show keeps getting little chunks taken from it, and Crispin Glover is technically still there, but you'll see what I'm talking about. They have made, it seems kind of almost tone deaf to me. Tell me what you think about this, actually, when you think about what's going on behind the scenes of that show. You know, Crispin Glover plays this media god, and he yep. came, Mr. World, and he changes himself to be a black woman for a few episodes, 
but then kind Whoa. of just on a lark changing just to be kind of, I think the idea is that black women are more in. Um, and then it, uh, but then wow. when he gets mad and he has to actually go do something and accomplish something the one time, it turns back into Crispin mm. Glover. And that's the only time you see him all season. It's really weird wow. and off-putting oh. when I think about it when you think about the Orlando Jones situation. And I may have just talked yeah. myself to stop watching the show. I don't know. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> the argument you're making is that, uh, that that's a conservative trope that, you know, uh, it's, yeah. it's black women who are in charge because of the PC culture and blah, blah, blah. Until something needs to be done. and then Yeah, exactly. There's that conservative bent again, like yeah. I saw in Bridgerton. I, I feel Bridgerton mm. is extreme, and I don't mean Edwardian conservative, okay? Uh, there's plenty of Edwardian yeah. movies right. with uptight people that is sexy and has chemistry and is awesome. All right, you know there are there. We could do an entire episode. Raven and I could do an entire episode, <laughs> just us two, yeah. uh, on that subject. Oh, I'm sure all of us sure. could at some point. Um, you know, mm. but no. Uh, what's, you know, what is up with that? I, I'm like so afraid to watch the third season of American Gods. Honestly, I really thought the <laughs> first season was really edgy and awesome. Oh, it was great. And and, and yeah. was, you know, the second one is problematic, yeah. but they shoot at some cool locations like the, yeah. the house on the rock and, and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. that, that part was cool. Uh, but, yeah, the you story know, just kind of got stuck in season two, and it just never really moved forward very much. It just kind of hit the brakes. But then all that stuff kind of happened in between handing of showrunners and stuff in between the seasons. Right. It's it's also another twist. And Marilyn Manson like, is in nice. the season two, so oh, there's God. that whole thing where they've actually <laughs> – well, they've actually, in the middle of this, they had to excise his character. I thought when it first started, I thought Manson was just going to be in this one snippet. But no, he's actually a character in it. And I read wow. that they had to remove an entire yeah. plot point, And I don't know how they could address that yeah. except with clever editing at this point. I mean, they're not going to do reshoots, you know. Huh. So it may yeah, end up being I, a match, you know. Um, but Blythe Danner's in it, and she's good. That's, I mean, Love her. <laughs> All right. Have you another problematic show and spoilers yeah. alert because we are sexy witches and we're talking about sexy things. The end right. of the chilling adventures of Sabrina. Oh, yes. I didn't see it, but you can oh, spoil it because oh. I haven't even started. <laughs> I couldn't okay. believe it. I couldn't believe it. I, wh- okay. Didn't have any issues with the sacrifice. Do you understand what I'm saying? That was logical. Right. It was going to yeah. happen. It had to happen. Yeah. It was destiny. Yep. The whole thing with her boyfriend oh, in the hereafter. Gosh. What the hell that was, was that disturbing. about? What were they trying to say? After all this time we're following it, that's the angle they're going for? Really? It's, it's, it's such a misfire. And then I heard someone else say that Netflix also did a very bad misfire in this issue with 13 Reasons Why, which I hadn't seen. Oh, but they no, were I saying that Netflix that keeps having this mishandling problem of teen suicide or whatever. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's just, it, it looked, it was, I remember, I couldn't believe what I was seeing when that, when that happened. I, I just was, my jaw okay. was kind of, you let, know, open. Let's. let's- Get, be an open mind and say that it didn't really happen. That that is a manifestation of her own image being in the sweet hereafter. Why okay. would she think about that? 
I know, I know. It's, even if you go <laughs> yeah, that route, it's yeah, just, yeah, it's still disturbing. It just no. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, was, it's just really off-putting. That's how they're gonna end the whole show. A show that was so much fun up to that point. Yeah. I love that show. They mentioned Gord Duvall in the show. Uh, you know, I love the crossover with Riverdale. You know how much that was a classic of, episode. You know, or on the, I, the um the ants where the old ants from from the old Sabrina showed oh, up yeah, right before the show. That was, was great. Like, that was great, and that was third season, fourth season. That was this season. It was really good. That whole episode is really yeah. good. It's a good monster. They were good monsters this season. Yep. That ending just blew my mind. Yeah. Like, it's, why it's, did it's they, just they unthinkable. didn't even need to tack it on? They didn't. I know. It's they so had unneeded. no reason to be there. Yeah, it it really is boggling, like mind-boggling stuff. It's crazy. Somebody got paid to do that. I, I, I you know, I, I know we're Several being people. vague. We're vague booking a little bit because I, Raven hasn't seen seen it, but. Thanks. No, I like your code. And Steve, I miss you so much. <laughs> it's so nice to have you on the show for more than like five sentences. <laughs> it's just like we keep missing each other, you know? <laughs> I know. It's so good to be here. I was just thinking that. Glad you said it. That's awesome. It, yeah. Okay, so so you have homework to do, Raven. Go watch the last okay. season of Sabrina and come back at us. Yes, there is a lot of good there. There's a lot of good. Yeah, there. I'm waiting to get that message. She'll be angry. But boy, yeah, I'm waiting for the ping. What the hell? <laughs> what the hell? I've been like trying like to three in the morning. Please, we got yeah. And there's no yeah. rabbit hole for that ending and what who came up with it. I've been rabbit holing trying to figure out who the fuck thought that was an okay ending to a teenage show. And and I, oh, uh, no. and I could not find it. Maybe it exists now. I might try again. But anyway. Yeah. So, it really is so a, it's a wild thing. I would have thing. normally said binge chilling Avengers of Sabrina, but just be prepared to be like kicked in the nuts at the end of the end of it. Okay. All right. know, I okay. I rather well. And I'm saying that to the people listening, you know, be prepared. But it is a right. good binge. It's really good Valentine's binge. There's a couple of Valentine's episodes, and you know, and they take yeah. their clothes off a lot on the show. Uh, they're pagans, after all. <laughs> you know, and, hey, taking clothes <laughs> off. Guess what? I just revisited where people take their clothes off. Can you guess? <laughs> it starts with a wicker and ends with a man. <laughs> oh, yay! Well, That's one of my uh, all-time favorites. There, there is a, a playmate in that movie, or a, is he a penthouse pet? She's one of those ones. Wow. Uh, from the 70s. Is it the lady who does the naked dance? Yeah. Absolutely. That would make sense. She was pregnant during that. They had her I film. They, uh, yeah. They had to shoot her, really? her, yeah, her back with the camera. <laughs> Yeah, I was like that reading all that. I get obsessed with like the IMDb trivia and stuff when I really like a movie. <laughs> I was looking oh, at yeah. the Wicker Man trivia. And there's a lot of interesting stuff there. Um, yeah, I said Midsummer. But, you said Wicker Man, which is kind of funny because like it's basically the same that. thing, only a different <laughs> timeline. You know, like yeah. like one and one Biff is the president. Or do you want to see millennial naked? That's kind of your choice, right? Exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's up to you. But it's also like a musical. It is. It's totally a musical. Totally musical. I think that the landlord's daughter song, that freaks me out. It always freaked me out when I was a kid. 
That's yeah, funny. I think it's funny now, but I remember just being a little – I saw The Wicker Man at, at a very young age and way too young to even get what was going on with the sex stuff. I was still a kid, and I just, sure. that, that always freaked me out when I was a kid. I didn't really get this sex – I mean, I got that it was kind of dirty and sexual, but it just – you know, it, it unsettled me in a weird way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, it, it, I, it's scary. I'm surprised. And, that and movie scared case, me. The, the landlord's daughter is Britt Eklund. Um, who That's is right. in the height of yeah. her career, um, Swedish superstar, Gorgeous. if I remember. She was also in a couple Peter Sellers movies, I think, if I remember right. And according to this, she also was a Bond girl. So I was going to look at Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. So, so yep. she's, she's, she's really, really nice. good in it. And, and a shout also out to is Ingrid Pitt. Is also in this. Now she's a little bit older, but she's still exquisite and beautiful. And um, yeah. Ingrid Pitt yeah. is. If, if you're a horror geek, you know who Ingrid Pitt is. I mean, she's. Yes, she's we do. Hammer. So she's in Never the game. Nasty, hammer. You know, we love that's, we love Ingrid Pitt. Um, yes, we so, do. Uh, so that's funny yeah, that she did um, some Peter Sellers movies because I had another first watch of um, Being There from 1979 and oh, yeah. that has oh, I, 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 I should have seen that it's, it sounds like it's something a, I think it's, oh my God. HBO it's on HBO and it's got Shirley MacLaine masturbating <laughs> while, oh, wow. while Peter well, Sellers well, is watching like Jazzercise sold um, <laughs> and, and like I guess originally Warren Beatty was cast as the Peter Sellers part but when he found out that he was going to be in a scene with Shirley MacLaine masturbating he turned down the part <laughs> oh man you're but kidding it's, uh, no <laughs> not kidding um, man, and I think it's Peter Sellers second to last film but I I, I knew I, I would love I it and I absolutely did oh really um, yeah, and I it, I couldn't agree more. That it's, makes sense. it's sublime. It's it's so good. There's oh, only good. one thing and, that's so odd. Go ahead. Britt Eklund was married to Peter Sellers. Ah, okay. Oh, it's and all together now. That it's all coming together. Like like she's like superstar. They're both superstars in their own right, right? But wow, it's a, but they're yeah. so opposite. That's amazing. I love when that happens. So the end of that film, they mm-hmm. had these outtakes of Peter Sellers trying to say this line that ended up not being in the movie anyway. <laughs> and uh, outtakes weren't really something you tacked on at the end of the movies yet. Uh, they existed, but kind of just in their own form. And what happened was Peter Sellers begged the director to not add these at the end because he felt it took the magic away at the end of the film. Mm-hmm. And having watched it for the first time, I think that he's right because it goes, here's the movie, fade to black, immediate takes. You don't have time mm-hmm. to digest what just happened. Uh, mm-hmm. However, a year after the movie was released, Peter Sellers died. And so then it started taking on a different sort of context for the audience. Um, and that's when they started almost accepting this as a new thing to do uh but peter sellers thought that putting those bloopers there cost him the oscar and it may have oh wow mm. that's kind of devastating wow. yeah it's sad <laughs> but yeah. then yeah. on the other hand it's also like a catalog of 
this artist, this great comedic artist at work. I just wish they could scooch it 15 seconds later. <laughs> like, yeah. what's the problem? Gosh. I have the um, Anchor Bay Wicker Man limited edition that came out in the 90s, which was kind oh, of. Cool. It's hard to find now. Uh, it has at least two different cuts, including the one where they had to piecemeal all the pieces together to get the full length cut. Because the problem with the Wicker Man, there's multiple cuts, and the shorter ones suck <laughs> a lot. Mm, they, yeah. shuffle up, they just shuffle everything. That. Yeah, they shuffle it all, and, and the songs are in different order. And, you know, it's like. Oh, weird. That. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah the the, the Lemon Daughter. Pose a lot later in the story in the oh no you can't do that at least (laughs) open that's not where it goes the landlord is one of the first songs in the movie that's right yeah it sets the tone yeah exactly sets the whole tone yeah yeah but you know I find every cut valid for different reasons and uh, once again it's one of you know it's one of those special films i when I own a film, I own it to show to other people, not to necessarily exactly. but i you know i I now have the also the limited edition four k midsummer with the the Perfect. the book with the hundred two page art book yeah, I haven't actually Isn't cracked right? it yet I bought it for I had never seen the director's cut until I cracked it what do you think of the director's oh, cut Steve? I, I like, like it, but I actually, uh, I actually probably am gonna get hate for saying that I prefer the theatrical <laughs> cut. I, I, uh, I thought, Steve, don't feel bad. I thought it was cool, but I don't, I don't want the night stuff. Like I, I, I shot up in my seat and went, "Oh, there's night stuff," you know. But yeah. then I was like, "Oh," and the extended car stuff, I didn't need it, and that was the stuff that I really remembered. I think there was probably a lot of like ritual stuff that I probably appreciated more that I just didn't notice. But uh, there's, yeah, there's a lot things. more watching them set up things in the director's yeah, cut. Yeah, now that like, I like. And, yeah. and, and yeah, and I find that it actually doesn't really add anything new, but it rounds out what's already there. Yeah. yeah, they yeah. I think cut it tells night you scene. too much. The, mm. the, 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 the nice thing they could have cut, I, do, I like the conversations that Christian has with her better in the director's cut. They're longer, they're more of them. It, it gets more like uh, it shows more of the toxicity of the relationship and how it should have ended a long time ago, uh, long time before ago. he got on the plane. Um, you know, yeah. so it, it was that- an almost identical relationship for 14 years, oh. and oh. some of the things that happened in the theatrical cut, specifically that birthday thing, actually literally happened to me. Um, That's the most uncomfortable thing I've ever seen. Right? I I feel like I want to hug her. It's awful. Oh, Hmm. my God. Yeah, when I saw that, I was going, oh, shit. That's what that was. And so this was like a learning experience for me as well as a movie experience because Mm -hmm. I saw this gaslighting in action and kind of finally Mm -hmm. for the first time felt validated and not like the crazy bitch I was being told I was. Um, so it's also, I mean, it turned into being like a very empowering thing for me. <laughs> so um, right if you've ever dealt with gaslighting, this is a great movie to watch. I, I, I would recommend watching The Wicker Man and Midsummer back to back, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great um, double feature. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it, I honestly think a lot of people are like, oh, Midsummer, it's already been done by Wicker Man. No, they complement mm. each other. 
No, no I agree with you. It, it's a tribute to Wicker Man. It's not. It, it's it, it knows it's telling the same story, but it's doing it in its own yeah, way. Yeah, and it, it knows also it's got a little bit more research. <laughs> like even though Summer Isle is a real place, the right. writing on what they're showing you imagery, religious wise, is a, some of it's right and some of it's not. They're kind of I thought that was intentional. But it's intentional. Absolutely is. Yeah. They're, oh, they're okay. Deliberately masking some elements of Summer Isle because government they were very, very private people, and they allowed them to shoot a movie on that island is incredible. Uh, you know, so that's you know, that's uh, insane. Yeah, Mid- Midsummer's different, you know, because it's a controlled film, it's a controlled set. Of course, it's a tribute to the Wicker Man, you know, but it also is giving a modern spin. It's a little bit more researched. It also fudges the truth. Because if you try to read the runes, they are gibberish. They're absolutely yes. I mean, nothing. And they said that was on purpose. Uh, and believe me, yeah. the first time I saw the movie, that drove me nuts. I'm like, yeah. I can't. I like, I don't know runes as well as my mother did, but I, I have a set of really nice amethyst runes. I play with them all the time. And I'm like, I know cool. what the symbols mean. And the only ones that were actually meant something that I understood were the ones on their clothes. The ones on their clothes actually are real letters. The ones oh, on okay. the stones aren't. Those aren't real. Huh. Those are fake. Really? They are, they, it's different. Why do you it think they nothing. did that? They didn't want to. Why do you think they did one real and one I, I did tell fake. him talk about it. He said that they deliberately did not want to offend anybody or anything that was Nordic related, religion wise, because they were uh, basing it on that. Then why do the that. real one though? But they wanted to give a tribute to it, and they wanted it to be its own language, right? Like these these, these people created their own language. So, um, uh, but yeah. the ones on their clothes, like she's got a B on her, I believe, which is a rebirth symbol. Uh, you know, yeah. they, they, those I like. Okay, those are symbolizing of what their characters are going to be. So those actually are foreshadowing, which is also what's great about Midsummer. Everything's foreshadowing in this movie. Yeah. There's so yeah. much setup. Like it, even from the opening shot of the mural, they tell you the whole story right in front of you. <laughs> right? It's all there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's no. It's like. Uh, when they what's it called uh so dumb right now uh when they map out a plot like on the wall in pictures storyboard <laughs> a movie storyboard something? yeah <laughs> yeah it's like that uh yeah like also, that yeah no yeah exactly i actually recommend midsummer as a multiple binge i tell people if you liked it the first time watch it again and if you liked it oh, yeah. again watch it a third time and everyone's like why because every time you're going to see something different and by the third yeah. time you've seen the movie in us you can find the faces in the trees <laughs> and that's yeah. the best part yeah. uh, so, so you know because it's a movie that keeps on giving i did not see which by the way binge worthy shows they finally dropped all the seasons of the good place uh, and so if, and i did not cool. know that the lead in the good place is in midsummer i didn't know that because I, I saw good place after the fact so uh, i thought that was funny so i mean all through it i'm like hey he's gonna go to hell and <laughs> i know where he's going <laughs> 
<laughs> I was like, he's so toast. And it just kind of threw me off because I kept calling him by the character's name on the good place. You know who I'm talking about, right? What's yeah. his name? Uh, uh, oh, Josh. Oh, uh, is is that Josh? his name? I have to look this up. No, I no, um, Chidi. Chidi, that's Chidi. Chidi. The guy that plays oh, Chidi in the good, good place. place is yeah. the kid that's the scholar in uh in in Midsummer, the one that they nice. end up like killing because he touched violated the book after he told them not to, the one that's writing the thesis, the one that Christian fucks over, uh, yeah. so because he yep. he tends to do that to his friends a lot, you know. Talk He's a bad guy. Thing, but he he messed with a guy's thesis. That's just rude, yeah. man. I mean, come on. <laughs> I heard Ari Aster say that that Burn. was like the worst thing that he did. It is the worst thing that he did. And, yeah. he did, and even though, because, okay, I will give poor Christian, first of all, he did not have a chance. He just didn't. No. He absolutely no. did not have a chance. They, they they had him hook, line, and sinker from the beginning. He was toast. He didn't have yep. to die. If she had no. chosen to spare him, that would have oh, been yeah. fine. But she didn't. <laughs> she did not. <laughs> she did. <laughs> she did not <laughs> spare him. My daughter just gave me a cupcake. Isn't that nice? All right. Ooh. So I always do that crack, but you know, but and I can also see him holding off the breakup after her parents die. Because oh, that's yeah. not a good time to break up. Now, not mm-hmm. telling her about a plane ride to a strange country that she was invited to, but he didn't that's actually bad. tell her that she was invited to. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's when you start to wonder, like, why? And, and all her friends are like, come on, dude. Like, you know, we like her a lot, but stop mm. it. You know, <laughs> actually, they, they don't yeah. really like her that much. <laughs> no, except for. Well, except I think they're for, just sick of her. They're sick of her behavior. Yeah. So I don't yeah. think they, it's not that they don't like her. It's just they can't stand her behavior. And it, it, her, <laughs> her behavior is a reflection of how she's being treated. It, it also, it, there's also a thing, you know, a lot about depression and, and medications. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a lot of that going on with her as well. Because she's also on the pills. She's on the same pills her sister was on, actually. She knows that, too. Yeah. And it freaks her out because, yeah. um, you know, in a different circumstance, she might have been the person in the in the opening sequence, not her. Exactly. Um, right. You know, so, you know, and our sister, uh, there's so much good about that movie. I could literally talk about it for hours. I should stop. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's a rabbit it hole to dive so into. Oh, good. I mean, it, it is absolutely the first time I saw it. I'm like, this movie was made for me. If you could wear a movie like a sweater, I would wear Midsummer. Oh my god, I love movies so much. And the artwork and and that it didn't get any art direction nomination is ridiculous. That's such bullshit. Oh wow. So it's very good when you're (laughs) you're talking about when you were talking about runes, um, it dinged in my brain that I just got the most amazing purchase on Etsy. It is in the mail, and when things are a little less icy, it should arrive. I ordered the last one. It is a custom-made pack of Twin Peaks. What? 
<laughs> so badass. <laughs> and when I get them, I will take pictures and I will share them on our page. But I'm like so excited. For Steve. You have Steve to. will be able to have that. <laughs> yeah. I'll read your with them, Steve. You, you will be my first tarot read. <laughs> yeah, thank you. They, I was going to say, come on now. First Pull me out here. That's very cool. Yeah, I'm excited. So I'll show yeah. you when they get That's here. Awesome. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, post photos on the next week. Let's just say, hey, look at this. Look yeah, at I totally will. And the magician. I am the magician. All right. So, Aaron, you've been a little quiet lately. Do you have one you want what? to throw in? Do you want to throw Would something I in? do that to you? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, actually, um, Mulholland Drive. I would Ooh, Jackie. Yeah. 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 Yes, I would say that's a and if, if David Lynch is worth steamy binges, anyways, right? Yeah, yeah I've, been, I've been watching Twin Peaks because I'm excited about my cards. Very cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right on. Lately. <laughs> it's always a good time. Yeah. Um, oh, did you drive, just rewatch yeah. the whole entire No, no. Saw it in the theater, and I've seen it wow. uh, a couple times on, or I guess just one time on cable since but yeah yeah it's a pretty fun steam i i the fun part for me is trying to think about how david lynch would have cut it for television which i guess was originally the idea yeah which you know kind of well, blows actually, my mind no. i mean well no? the actual, I've got to... what originally happened is that that's correct in a way they they filmed the pilot originally originally like going way back the original idea mm-hmm. that he had was that Naomi Watts was going to be Audrey Horn goes to Hollywood, and that was going to be the show. But what they filmed, ah. they filmed the Mulholland Drive pilot, right? And it still had Robert yeah. Forrester yeah. and Bert, I can't think of his name, the other detective, and it's more from their point of view. Um, they filmed uh-huh. that, and you can find that pilot on YouTube, but ABC passed after giving them for the pilot. And so he reworked it and then reshot it for a film. So none of the pilot footage oh. is actually. Yeah, there is a completed pilot. It's on YouTube. It was for a while. So yeah, you're absolutely right. That it was. It was supposed to be a, a television show, but um, yeah, very cool. But I always think of like so much of his stuff when you watch. You know, when you watch his films or, or Twin Peaks, especially, that um, it all does mm-hmm. seem to be kind of like part of the same dream. And so I think that even further kind of sells that yeah. home when I read when I find out that, well, originally the idea was that it was Audrey goes to Hollywood. You know, so it, it does huh. all feel, kind yeah. of feel like the same weird dreamy world, like oh, blue totally. velvet, like all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely all in the same universe. I, I yeah. actually think it's my favorite of the David Lynch movies, to be honest. Really? With you. Oh, right on. Yeah. I don't know why that one speaks to me. Uh, I'm not particularly a fan of Blue Velvet. I think it's cool. Um, and it can uh, get Wild hard it, in parts. Wild at Heart is just so like it's good. It's just really like frantic. In your face. Right? Yeah. Mm. It, 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 it feels like it can't hold still for a second. Right. Oh, and it's 130 no. minutes long, so it's like a weird. It's a weird movie. Yeah, I mean to say that that's a good stupid thing. But there's good stuff in all David Lynch, like Lost Highway is awesome. 
uh, yes. you know, oh, and and, and the soundtrack's better, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, that it is. Soundtrack. Yeah. We don't talk about Marilyn Manson right now, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. He's in Lost anyway. Highway too, actually. At the end, remember, he's actually in it. He and Twiggy Ramirez both. It was with the, it was yeah. at the height of his craze, though. That was like the same year that Antichrist Superstar was being like thrown out like sweet tarts at a parade. I mean, you know, it was just, <laughs> that was the year. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I feel like that album was like one of those albums that everybody had. You know, I would just feel like everybody oh, yeah. had that. I mean, I, I got. Steve, that album exemplifies. I'm still processing all exactly. this. This is all obviously hard for me. It was all. It was all. I mean, right. the allegations have been out there for years, and I'm sure that I ignored yeah. some stuff because it was convenient because I was a fan, and that's a whole other can of worms. But uh, the stuff that's come out now, I mean, it's 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 uh, you know, it, it's just all. It's just really very surreal to see that. And then you kind of just you go through all kinds of stuff. You could feel kind of just weird about. A lot of stuff just well, makes you, you know, no doubt. It's weird. Well, here, it's just here, here, question talk, a lot of stuff. <laughs> we talked about. Let, let's talk about this for a second. In in the scope of like, also like, here's bonding. Even though it didn't get it quite right in the first season, it tried, and it's trying to show a positive mm. spin on a lifestyle and a culture that a lot of people don't understand. You know, in, right. in the United mm-hmm. States mainstream. Here is Marilyn Manson who flaunts it. Like it wears it, you know, pr- proudly, and is absolutely everything that's wrong, or shouldn't be a part of the community. The lack of consent, yeah. the violence. There, it's not violence that way. We could go into why, um, you know, the consent stuff really is the big one because if you're not consenting yeah. to any of this, it's not going to work. <laughs> you're not going to like it. Um, it's not going to be fun <laughs> and he doesn't have any boundaries and that's tragic because I don't want people to look at him and go well that's how it works no that's right. not how it works because there are yeah, some people there's, that are going to defend him weird, and there's a lot of weird discourse online like that that you do see already <laughs> just like, and a lot of weird stuff that's like well look at him what'd you expect ladies that just makes me go oh god no that's not the discourse that should be, you know that's like it's going off in a weird tangent about it you know it's not it, helpful it's blaming the horror again when the horror right. is not what actually is the problem um, yeah, yeah. we always get blamed <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Everybody, like people, progressive, you know, anybody that's fringe gets blamed for things that they yeah. do. And, oh and, yeah. And, and and you know, it just upsets me because yeah, I actually thought his first two albums were pretty innovative. A dope show is just amazing. Uh, yeah. You know. Um, yeah. And to see him crash and burn like that. <sighs> it's it's painful. And I it's love. Just... And I feel for the women. Really but also, yeah, that's the thing too. Is anybody that's going on diatribes about how bad they feel? Just you know, just, trust me. There's some people involved in this that feel way worse than you. Uh, you know, I, <laughs> I, I had I, I can't feel go way into worse than a wounded detail. family like myself. I, I don't want to talk about mm-hmm. detail, but I've had yeah, a sure. similar experience once, and it wasn't as bad as that. But it's not welcome at all. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's it's not of course, safe. Of course. <laughs> safe and it's to do what people do you have to have trust and feel safe and 
he was neither of those things. So, yeah. 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 It's so frustrating. Anyway, I'm yeah. off my, I'm totally off my horse on that now. I just, it's been bothering me too. I think we all have been thinking about it. Which is yeah, weird, it's hard right? not to. Because well, I to. usually try to block that stuff out because sometimes you can't tell what's real and what's not because there's right. so many horrible yes. people posting fake bullshit all the time. And, right. and, and, and then there's tabloids, which will blow something out or angle it oddly, right? So you can't trust them. Uh, you and know, if you're like me and a fan, you want to be a fan for a reason. Like I believe in like his work and kind of who he was and what it meant to me when I was especially like a young vulnerable teen and then when it just becomes like to the point to where you have to willfully I'll cry I I feel so stupid Uh, you have to willfully deny and accept you just have to willfully say well I'm gonna lie to myself at this point you know um it just it become that even broke my thought pattern that hit me so hard uh, it's just sorry. Mm. Yeah, it's just it's tough. It sucks. It's just you know, but it's just um, feels like just an utter kind of betrayal almost to a, a lot of people. And I know that a lot of people are hurt. It's just it's just awful. Yeah. Uh, you know, though, it, it is they always say don't meet your heroes, right? And that this mm. is not why. But on the flip side, I've met many people and they've almost always been amazing. So, or just, which is what matters, right? And I wanted to segue back into something more fun. If we want to talk about like that kind of imagery and and costumes and blood and stuff, let's bring in the Boulet brothers and talk about Dracula instead, because that's fun. And Dracula (laughs) is an excellent, excellent binge for a couple. I think it's absolutely a fantastic binge together. If you like... My girlfriend got me into it. I wanted to finish up on our talk here and talk about reality TV shows, believe it or not, because they are all always fantastic binges. You know, when you're with your, with your, Hmm. your, your lover, you don't have to have a steamy hot show to have a steamy hot time. You you know, you know what, like when you're watching the cooking show, there's about 45 minutes in there. I'm watching a great British baking show. (laughs) (laughs) Reality shows that I watch. Yeah. 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 Noel Felding was being all cute. (laughs) Let's talk about that for a minute. And I wanted to segue into Dragula because Dragula is everything that RuPaul Drag Race wish it was and it is also absolutely embraced by the horror community the drag community and the super monster community is this wonderful collage of crazy people uh we love them all and the boulet brothers is the heart of the whole show and for people uh, how many of us have now seen it in this group i have seen the shutter special gentry turned me on to it um but i haven't seen all of it yet Oh my god! Okay, so you can't find season one anymore, which that's what I hear. But actually, I got to see it. But I will tell you, it is so cheap. Like, like they had a curtain and a microphone and a camera, and that's about (laughs) it. And a little walk walkway for them to walk up and down. That was it. They didn't have much. Uh, They looked fabulous. Hmm. Uh, The of course, the uh, fear factor part of it, the elimination round was still really good. 
not as good as yeah. when they had him jumping out of planes in season three. <laughs> you know, oh, but you know, <laughs> but um, but yeah, they were doing they 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 the elimination rounds. Everything was there. It just was really low budget, even their costumes. And you know how amazing they look, and they looked amazing. And the but the the the, the drag excelled. It looked really cool, and some really great makeups happened. And and it, you could see. And then two two got better, and two is so good. It's my favorite season because they go and the the grand finale episodes were the final four. They go to the Wastelands um, Festival in L.A. Um, outside L.A. It's it's uh, everyone knows Burning Man, but this one's kind of cooler. Um, it's everyone goes down to the area like in, in the Southern Cats. Aaron, do you know where in the desert is Wasteland? I don't. I, I, I know it's outside LA. Uh, uh, you know, but that's yeah, yeah. Nevada. So I, I, I want to say Joshua Tree, but I'm not 100 percent on that. But they for a weekend, an extended weekend, they go down and people know uh, there's no sponsorship. They built their own. Road Warrior guns and, and, mm-hmm. and cars, and they're dressed all like dystopian future. And, and it post-apocalypse. used to be, it, yeah, it's totally post-apocalypse, like Mad Max Fury Road in real life. Um, it used to be wow. kind of a macho thing to do, like it, it, it like the, the biker crowd was really more into it, evolved, and it's gotten very eclectic. And the Belay Brothers hosted at that point four year, four shows down there at Wasteland. That was like their fourth show. Uh, they've done it before. They knew. They, if you notice, they're not wearing nails when they're out there. They know. <laughs> you know so <laughs> you know. Uh, it, it, it's 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 so wonderful to just see the joy on the contestants' faces, and everyone's so accepting, and they get to fight in Thunderdome, and, and it's just the shiznit. It, it just makes my heart warm to see so much like like beauty come out of it, especially because they started out really grouchy and like sniping at each other and talking. Mm. They do push the drama a little bit in the first two seasons. By season three, everyone's crying at each other's beer. (laughs) (laughs) But and but the drag is very good in all three seasons, and the makeup and and stuff. And like Victoria Black is in season two. Love her. Go look at her stuff. She's amazing. Uh, Everyone's amazing. And and, and season three has a really diverse cast. There's even a non-binary, biologically born woman uh, on on in there. And there's a drag king who actually wins. Um, And and good too. I mean, was it Cider Landon Cider? And he is amazing. (laughs) He's absolutely badass. Um, So huge recommend for Dragula. Um, super monster, you know, the world's first super monster. Watch it. It's two seasons on Netflix. And then like Steve said, the shutter has, which is good. It's not amazing, but it's nice to have them back. The shutter, um, the shutter exclusive Halloween episode. So they had the best of, um, and good news. They did say they are shooting a fourth season. They found a way to do it. So, uh, yeah. So the last one you had to see as part of, uh, the madness, was shot during COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. It was because they had to go shoot it from home 
and then they hubbed all the the videos together. So they didn't mm-hmm. actually go and. I think the only thing about that with suffering is the artistry of the costuming because makeup can look great on camera. Costuming sometimes can lose its subtlety on camera. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I I just think it suffers a little bit that way. Um, but at the same time, it still was fun and it still was awesome. And I will. It's the, Boulay Brothers, I met them at uh, uh, Days of the Dead a couple years back, uh, right before COVID, hmm. actually, last year. Uh, it was like a year ago. <laughs> um, met them, and they're awesome, and their their panel was so good. And they did four separate makeups the whole weekend, like like full full outfits, full makeups, horns, the whole bit. Uh, it was really cool. Uh, so uh, so that, let's see, other things I like to watch, like a binge watch. Uh, I just finished uh, Glow Up, which is two seasons. It's a BBC show uh, about makeup artists and not makeup artists like effects makeup, like actual beauty mar- makeups uh, with a little bit of effects mm. thrown in. Um, and it's a really good show. That's a fun little, um, and it's British, very British. Uh, Baby Spice is <laughs> like the host, uh, something like that. Oh. Um, you know, wow. you know, and uh, yeah, it's really good. It's actually really, really good. Um, so I recommend that. And then if you want to do something completely opposite, which is awesome, I just finished the second season of Blown Away, which is my favorite contest reality show so far. It's a <laughs> Corning Glass Museum, which is the best museum. Okay. The Corning Glass Museum in Corning, New York, upstate, is amazing. It's got Chihilis. It's just, it's, it's just, it talks about Friends of lenses, it, it, it just shows prisms. It, it just, it's an amazing place, okay? Highly recommend going to that museum. Um, they have a huge forge, one of the biggest in the world, and they have a contest where they do the, you know, they do the, the vote-off contest, like all these reality show contests, like cooking or whatever, and they're doing it with blown glass. So it's really cool. So I highly recommend that. <laughs> So I'm going to yeah, throw it's fun. I, I think I watched the first season of that. It, it was really fun. They just dropped season two on the 22nd of January. So it just got, it's hot Wait. off the presses. Uh, I was actually about to throw to you, Raven, because I know you watch the crap out of cooking shows. So <laughs> um, it's fun. I, quickly, I have a new breaking news to me. I just saw Netflix posted there's a new live action series that Tim Burton is going to direct um, that is called Wednesday about Wednesday Adams. It's a live action coming of age series uh, that follows Wednesday as a student at Nevermore Academy. Interesting. Anyway, this is after like 10 years, I feel like it's, I don't, I just, I it, saw one funny. joke that was awful that said he was going to find his third wife there in the cast. There would have been a time that might have excited me, um, that combination. But now I'm like, huh? <laughs> Is it really? Fingers crossed. It's, it's kind of sad that, and amazing, though, that we live in a time where you can kind of say to yourself, like, is it worth free? I mean, I know, like, your service is really free, but... Um, yeah. Everything is a, the commodity now is like your own time, and so is it worth is it worth this time that I can't get back? Um, right. Right. Maybe. I have but, you know, better like, ways to spend the time right now than going to see that show. One <laughs> right now is on YouTube. The FP2 beat the rage, which has taken up <laughs> a lot of my time. 
Oh yeah. Is now free on YouTube this for and through the weekend. So if you haven't seen it, because you don't have Amazon Prime or have an excuse no longer, because they're promoting <laughs> the next film, which is coming out this fall, uh, which both God, Aaron and I are all. in. My general detail <laughs> to see the man himself. Uh, so, so or on March first, Arrow Video is releasing the stylist on VOD. Well, which I'm the associate producer on is the Ahoy. first film I've ever been attached Woo-hoo. to that's gotten distribution, and I'm very happy it's for Jill. So um, good. It's it's cool that she's doing, and I've been trying to ping her because I want her to come on the show next month and talk about it, but she's just not answering Facebook or anything. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't think she's deliberately ignoring me. At least I hope not. I don't think I can. She's probably doing anything. a gajillion things a day. Oh my God. She's, well, yeah. They actually just announced yeah. a uh, Arrow is having a short program, uh, competition. Uh, because, you know, it started as a short, right? And so they're mm-hmm. having a short, yeah. uh, uh, they're having a, a promotion where you can do a shorts competition with, with uh, in honor of the stylist. So cool. Um, like I said, their Very Arrow cool. is doing. So good. I just movie. got that app and it's awesome. I just wanted to say, I don't know if anybody's got it, but I yesterday I just okay. got it. Uh, Arrow and it's great. Great. Right. So I'm so happy yeah, how good. good Arrow is treating Joe. I mean, I always knew they were a good company. Now that I get to see it from like this this side of the world, I'm so excited for. Uh, oh my God, she's gonna do so well. <laughs> she already did yeah. a couple of. Endless I shared recently uh, uh, horror films. I saw at least two different lists that where she's made a top ten. So she, of 2020, even though it's got most people are going to see it this year. Uh, oh, so. it's top it's top ten for sure. Like uh, I, seriously, your your uh, your first credit is like best film of the year. How cool is that? It, it's just mm-hmm. a credit. I can't take. I just threw a bunch of money at her. Uh, that's really all I did. Uh, and oh. it was, of course, a huge cheerleader for her, too. Um, well, movies but, cost um, money, though. Movies <laughs> do cost money, and I wanted to make sure, because she was so close yet so far, that I wanted to make sure that she could make her movie, and so I pushed it over. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was yeah. like, I'm going to do that. She writes to me immediately, <laughs> goes, did you really mean to do that? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> you know? Yes, I Because I told her in person. I saw. I met her in person finally. We've been talking for years, but I finally met her in person at when I went to Seattle with met Queenie at the uh, uh, Crypticon. I met her there, and I told him, Queenie and I and her had a conversation. And I'm saying I'm back in your movie because um, uh, uh, the the writer in particular um, he wrote Late Phases which is one of my favorite werewolf movies. That's so good. Uh, and, and, and he wrote the stylus as well. Um, and yeah. he wrote a couple of, he, he wrote one of her shorts, which is called one day. Was it last, the last meal? You want to see a cute little <laughs> weird short? The last meal is very good. I like, it's a com it's, it's more comedic compared to the stylus. There's nothing really funny about the stylus at all. It's kind of sad. Yeah, <laughs> it's very, very sad. Sad, sad story. Tragic tale. I, 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 but it's so like once again, it's kind of me. Like the first movie I ever backed in my life, like a really like actually gave some money to, was this little film called What They Say, which you can find on YouTube. Um, and and it's about girls and self cutting. So there seems to be a trend, Steve. 
Mm, <laughs> interesting. The ones that I, 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 I like when it comes to horror, that seems to be what happens now when it comes to anything yeah. else. I just like, you know, dance, dance revolution to the death, you know, who cares? That's me too, right? It's pretty high so, concept. Right, yeah. Just a little bit. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, I am a very, very, I, I, I was like, people, they actually at work, like, or like, I told them how to see it, and they actually are going to watch my movie. And they said, oh, you're going to watch my your movie like that. I was like, oh, it's not my movie, but yes, you watch the movie. Because they're going to, it's free. The app is free for a month, so you can watch it if you want to. Very and, cool. And watch it a lot. Keep it on repeat in the background. Um, That's good. Turn it back on. It Show it to your friends. Because every Let time it you plays, you get a little bit of a bump. So, Bump that shit. There you go. <laughs> Play it. That's you have your Amazon. Orders. I always tell people Amazon only Amazon will drop files that don't get a lot of views. So I'm like, mm. Play it. Play in the background. Keep it going. Let it go. Repeat it. Start it again. Walk out the room. You've seen it before. Keep it going. See how the pets feel about it. Tubi will do that too. Tubi will drop files that aren't been watched. I've actually, in the madness once, I bumped a file. Actually, I was like the first time I actually confirmed a bump. Um, it was Ride the Bullet hmm. with Stephen King. It was the Stephen King oh, year. Oh yeah, we watched And that. it was actually oh. like there was three films I was recommending to the 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 madness um, that were actually about to expire, and that was one of them. And oh. um, after a bunch of people watched it, it got bumped and it got renewed. And I was like, <laughs> well, who are we saved it. It's not a great film per se, but it was like, oh, that's kind of funny. We just saved Ride yeah. the Bullet because you know nobody else was watching it, right? No, it nobody was. It had to be no. us. <laughs> no, it was us. <laughs> I don't think us. Mick Garris had a lot. We saved a Mick Garris yeah. film. It actually yeah, I was going to say we did. <laughs> He he actually is very proud of it. So it's one of his favorites of his own work. He likes that one. So okay, yeah, sure. He's a very uh, he's a very enthusiastic uh, scholarly guy. His uh, show is very good. His postmortem show is very cool. His interview podcasts are so good. I I can't complain about them. And his ask me anything's are good. And you know, the man he's great. Yeah, he's very earnest. Yeah, I, I like Writing. him. I like him. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, let's just let's just say Sleepwalkers. I did see in the theaters. I'll just say that. Oh wow. <laughs> you know that that was, that, that was another one that I thought corn. was odd. I was a little kid. That was off-putting. That movie was weird. I guess it was just the incestuous angle. There's a lot of angle, sex but... in that movie. Yeah, I saw that when I was like seven. That was that was bad. I remember <laughs> that was naughty. That's too early. <laughs> that was way too There's early. Your was, but it does have that cool hair metal chase scene with the cop that goes on yeah. for like fifteen minutes. It's like a like almost like a you know a music video. It's great. That's the only thing in that movie that's good though. But yeah, he's like it, in a little weird thing with his cat mom. Yeah, it's like cat mom like kind of sexual tension. It's weird. It's the only yeah. movie where Stephen King. Clive Barker and who's the other master were on set together and Mick Garris. Uh, Mick Garris, yeah. 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 So they were all on set together. Uh, okay. But Clive, there's pictures of them t- all together, Mick Garris. And I, I was using that as the oh. poster, actually. 
Um, so, and, and a bunch of other like like cameos. I have to look it up. It's in my trivia somewhere. But there's a buttload of cameo directors cameos in Sleepwalkers of all things. You know, they they were all just fucking around with this. But they they knew this movie wasn't good. They were just having fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, but you know, but sometimes it's fun and sex is all you want. You know, it doesn't have to be super sweaty and steamy. Like, you know, I I do think that like movies like Nine and a Half Weeks doesn't hasn't really aged very well. But there's you know something to be said about a romp that just keeps going for like two hours and doesn't let up. It's, it's there is good soundtrack. I'm trying to think of one right now. I I'm can't not believe really... I didn't think of this, Liz. Um another first watch that is totally appropriate for this theme. You are I so saw Basic Instinct for the first time. First. Okay, what was your first watch? What was it? Basic Instinct. Oh. Oh, yeah. It's so good. I have I no idea what I was in for except for, like, the beaver scene. <laughs> Which yeah. happened oh, yeah, super yeah. fast, by the way. I thought they would, like, build up to that. They're just like, no. boom, Sharon Stone beef, let's go. Yeah, it's um, from the get-go. They just get it over with. That's another film I saw in the theaters. Was, I saw Leave with your in- story. I don't know. I actually love her Hoven movies, though. They have a the only. Yeah, I love The Raven. only. Go ahead, Raven. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Raven. Go ahead, Raven. Uh, the only thing that I didn't like is that Michael Douglas is just sexually repulsive to me. And so every time that he would, like, touch Sharon Stone, I would cringe. And then they get into, like, you know, the, the love scenes. And I, I literally could not make eye contact with the screen because it was gross to me. <laughs> and I, oh, that no, hasn't girl. happened to me before. <laughs> I just, like, really don't think I would touch him. And oh, so it's hard no. for me to watch. That's pretty oh. good. Stone was great. <laughs> I, I forget. The, it's actually one of the first films, though, that like that um, m- m- money equality became an issue um, because like he oh, got paid a lot of fucking money. I'd have to look the numbers. Right. He only got a couple hundred thousand dollars. That was it. Right. He didn't even get a million. Yeah. Get a million for that performance. That's crazy. And they so take her underwear off. I mean, yeah. you know, so that's yeah. not fair. That's not and equal. No, that's insane. She makes that movie. She is that movie. Wow. Oh, is that movie? So it's yeah. totally. Her smile it's is that movie. Her. So, yeah. That whole movie is her. Well, yeah. Yeah, he's sir not appearing in the sequel, and she's very much there. I mean, that tells you everything you need yep. to know, right? That's the yes. thing. Like, if you if you look at that film and think and imagine another universe where characters could be recast, I feel like pretty much any solid actor could play the Michael Douglas part, and the movie would be the same yeah. with Sharon Stone. But if you take Sharon Stone and replace her with anyone, you can never get anything better. I haven't, I haven't found a combination that works better. I want to also say, and we can't, like, people ignore because Sharon Stone is such a shining star in Basic Instinct that Jean Triplehorn's character has a lot of things that she has to go through in that movie, and she's she gets through a lot. Yeah. So, she's really great in that, too. You're right. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. she. it's a meaty role, and she, and she an emotional a- role. 
she rocks she has it. to go through everything. She's too in scenery. I mean, and you know, granted, you have to because mm-hmm. you're against Mike Douglas, is doing all these terrible right. things to her. Oh, you know, once again, it's just like the height of being Michael Douglas, too, I feel like, around that time. Yeah. yeah. And that's what it seems like when he's on screen, too. Like, you he know, could just I, snap a finger and you'd be dead, you know? Movie, no, I actually have seen it now. A Fatal Attraction. He was This, this was post-Fatal Attraction. Yeah. So he was, like, yeah. the hottest thing on the planet. He was doing, I think, the game was around this time as yeah. well. Yeah, like, yeah. Around. I saw that in the theater. It, uh, in the Benjamins. You know, uh, at that yeah. time. Right. So, uh, but you know, but Sharon Stone got nothing, <laughs> or barely. That's nothing. Mm. She was oh, so no. much better. Hopefully, but she made up she for it on that so sequel. I grew up in San Francisco, and it's a mad represent of San Francisco. So I give it that. So it, I even know the beach <laughs> they're walking on in the movie. It's a really good place. Um, so there's that. It gets a pl- It gets an extra star from me for that. And especially since it's a Dutch director that doesn't know anything about our our, our world, is that he obviously like chose some really good, cool places to shoot that would be totally representative of the San Francisco Bay Area, yet maybe not be mainstream, like not shots of Golden yeah. Gate all the time, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Hey, we're in San Francisco. Here's the Golden Gate. It's like here's New York statue. Like having a Right. Conversation in front of a Hollywood sign, like yes, yeah, every yeah. other. I hate it when people do stuff like that. Like, yeah, where I know. Like, here, look at me. Look where I am. Right. You know, hmm. you know hmm. there's like this. Oh. Like, the, yeah. uh, one of my oh. favorite establishing shots of New York um, with the Statue of Liberty is Working Girl. Um, with the song, and then she's on the Staten Island Ferry. It's going to work. It's, it's like, oh, that's, just, that's so good. That, that opening is really good. good. So, so you, there are exceptions to that. And it actually, though, it yeah. doesn't even. It's actually a shot of the back of, of Statue of Liberty, which is actually what most people see uh, when they're mm-hmm. on the ferry. They don't yeah. see the front. So, it's cool. <laughs> so, yeah. I like that movie. I don't love that movie, but I like it. Hey, that's got good chemistry. Fine. That movie was like, yeah. like Harrison That's Ford got great chemistry, yeah. Like they're like, so like, it, right? I think they were actually doing it at the time, for real. So they're just oh. not bothered. Hello. And then isn't yeah. Sigourney Weaver also in that? She is in yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, she's awesome. the boss. One of her few comedic yeah. roles. Yeah. Yeah, but she's got that's it funny. in her blood, dude. Doodles, we I like heartbreakers. Yeah. <laughs> so people don't know oh, that her dad more works. She needs more comedy. Like, She's so good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh. I wish I wish we had that Sigourney Weaver back. I hate the one that they do now that just does these walk-on roles at the end of every yeah, movie. Yeah, just shows up. And and it's yeah. Like, hey, look. Yeah. Hey, I am the authority. Yeah, uh, that started with like Cabin in the Woods, didn't it? And then when they, when they kind of started. Cabin in the Woods did it. Paul did it. There was another film I just saw. They yeah. did it recently. Yeah. Uh, didn't they do it in Paul? And she's been yeah, computer voices a lot, yeah. too, oh, I've sorry. noticed. Sorry to hear you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, she plays the, the authority of scientists sometimes, but she doesn't do anything but like talk through a camera lens. Camera lane. You know. <laughs> anyway. She like, needs her own vehicle again. Um, how about like an HBO series or something I could get behind and it should be comedy. Mm. She needs more. We need more Sigourney Weaver comedy right now. Well, yeah. I'm, yeah. I also need 
need more sexy films with people, older women. And I'm not the same as as a slightly yeah. older woman. Like, you know, mm-hmm. one of the reasons why I really like the movie uh, as if you want a nice sexy binge is uh, as good as it was not as good as it gets. No, uh, something's got to give, which is oh, yeah. uh, Jack Wilson and Diane Keaton. And they're just smoking on screen together as a couple. I mean, they're really good. And Keanu Reeves, Oh my God! In that movie, have you seen what he looks like in that film? He plays a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I worked at the theater when that one was out. <laughs> and, sorry. Oh, that, cool. that, 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 that casting baffled me. Oh, it didn't baffle me at all. Now I get it. Oh yeah. my God. You know, yeah, no, it's it is funny because he doctor. is a doctor. I mean, you know, like to have yeah. Well, he can test my heart. There we go. Um, anyway, go. he's the really one. It's a lot of like honesty, and, and the script for a rom for rom com. The script is pretty honest, and there's a lot of cool things happening, and it shows off New York in a good light. And I always kind of like that movie. Uh, it actually got me through part of my divorce this year. Um, in the past year, it was the movie that was playing in the um in the hotel room when I first moved in. I was like, oh, good. Let's <laughs> talk about breakups. <laughs> I sat down. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> really, it's a comedy Perfect about breakups. Timing. Yeah, you know. Well, I also saw The Lodge, yeah. and that was not a movie to watch while you're going through a breakup. Um, no. 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 Not, <laughs> but that movie also was one of my favorite films last year. I mean, it really spoke to me. It was scary. I like movies that are really, really scary. That's a good one too. I would say with all this winter and cold, The Lodge would be a good binge right now. Oh yeah, um, that's a good one to watch right uh, now. Oh, yeah. It's also Relic. about relationships. Not a lot of sex in it. I haven't seen Relic yet. Oh, I think you'd like it. I, I think it would actually pair nicely uh, with with uh, The Lodge. Double double feature. Have you seen Saint Maud? Anybody seen Saint Maud yet? It's not oddly yet. only oh No, oh not yet. God. It's just not so yet. good. It, it's really, really good and it, it, it disturbing. I know Eric Martin just watched it and he loved it. Um, so yeah, I know it's good making its rounds, but it's yeah. it just yeah. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. I mean, there's so many. I'm still need to watch Possessor. I that's like oh, that's my favorite from last year. I love that. A lot of people's favorite from last year, and I haven't watched that yet. And and there's so many. It's so great. I've been watching too much television. That's why I did an episode on television, simply because I've been watching so much television. I have the opposite uh, I mean, problem. Oh my. I can never finish any shows. Has anyone like, started the new Disenchanted? Not yet. Not yet. Oh. Oh, okay. I need to. Need to. So much to do. Then Get on it. I will shut up. I know. <laughs> Get on it. You're right, Ray. You did? Yeah, oh. Raven says she's dead. Yes. Raven's on the ball. I didn't. She's rocking hear. it. So, what what did you think? <laughs> um, it's it's more of the same, and that's absolutely fine with me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know, it's fair it's, enough. It's not the Matt Groening I want, but it's the Matt Groening I have, and I'd rather you have know? this Matt Groening than nothing. And I I I, I completely one hundred percent agree with you. Yeah. I I miss the little bits in the corners, like in The Simpsons and the Futurama, the little clever bits. There aren't as many mm-hmm. of those. And for some reason, 
with this series uh, as opposed to Futurama and uh, Simpsons. I think it's way better when it's more drama and intense than the comedy. Futurama I do did, too. Uh, Futurama did sad and tragic very, very, very well. But yeah, the comedy Jurassic was also top notch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh-huh. and uh, the whole episode where uh, Leela finds out that she's uh, a mutant rather than an alien. Um, that had some really touching bits, too. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. No, and it's uh, so amazing if you think about every one of these pieces where all these universes are so complete, um, mm-hmm. all done by the same person. It's really mm-hmm. impressive. It's crazy, uh, And they right? all are kind of their own genres as well. Uh, nothing really copies each other, like um, not to dog him too much, but Seth MacFarlane and his shows, <laughs> um, they, they're so incestuous. It can, it's all the same show yeah. and all yeah. the same tone, <laughs> all the same beats. And this has different tone and different beats. And it's just kind of like a different song. It's kind of just like a genre I don't usually listen to, but I'm okay with it. That <laughs> like, is so well okay. said. You know, I've been <laughs> thinking that for the longest time. Could never put my finger on it. And you're so right. Yeah. Seth MacFarlane does the same beats over and over and over again. That's what yeah. I find trying. It can be grating. Yeah, it can be. Yeah. Um, but there's times where I like that's hard for me to binge because of that. But I can do, you know, episode every couple of months. I'm okay with. But if it mm-hmm. depends on just like what tickles your funny bone, I think. Um, and mm-hmm. but overall, like the it's kind of old hat. The Seth MacFarlane land yeah. is a little old hat for me at this point. And if you see the little bit, Matt Groening still seems fresh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, except for Orville. But right. Yes. I, yes. Oh. I'm sorry. I, I should have specified animation. I think oh. that's, that's oh. a little a we different conversation. I kind of include Orville. I can't wait for the third season. It's almost here. I'm, I'm so. the only person on Earth apparently who feels the same way about Orville. What? That Orville's amazing? <laughs> no, I was going to throw it in with the animation. That it has oh. the same beats. That's the same thing. That it's I not know. fresh. It's Wow, I, I saw this coming a gajillion miles away. I just, and, I, I, I thought Orville was fun. My daughter liked Orville. <laughs> watched it together. Yeah. So, I know anyway. I'm the only one. I'm, I'm, I'm obviously wrong. The entire world knows. I'm indifferent. <laughs> but anyway, I'm sorry. So I'm Switzerland on this one. Almost <laughs> out of time. Oh, oh, no. We're down to our last two minutes. How did that so, happen? Because uh, we haven't talked in a while, and so, but I did. Hey, we did actually do two episodes this month, which is very awesome. That's um, kind of cool. Uh, I was missing so, it. Yeah, me too. I will come back in March. I'm actually going to go see Nathan Hamilton um, in a in, in a week, so cool. I'm going to see him and, and and see Richard Tanner, who has a new movie also. Uh, and I'm going to have them back on the show when I get back. March, I'm hoping that maybe if Joe's listening, Joe, can you come on the show, please? I'll let you pick the thing. <laughs> uh, any date is fine. <laughs> you know, only for 20 minutes. <laughs> 
Uh, so I'm going to try to find Jill and see if she'll be on the show to talk about the stylist because we talked about the short and right before, you know, back in a, two summers ago and here we are. So, you know, we want to bring her back. So I'm going to look for her and look for Richard Tanner and talk about his Once Upon a Nightmare, which is finally out. Um, and um, so that's all next month. Um, I have no idea what's happening in April. We'll figure that one out. Uh, I want to talk with Steve <laughs> about starting up Repo Nerds again, and I think we're going to start yes. with Citizen Kane is going to be our first All right. Because that's, All you know, right. I told you that was a major first watch for me. So we definitely want to deep dive for Norson Wells episode. So that's sure. what nice. we'll talk about that soon. You pick, what, uh, do you know which Orson Wells movie you're going to watch? Can I watch Touch of Evil? I, I was going to say that or The Third Man. That would be my other recommendation. Mm-hmm. Well, I've never seen The Third Man. The I have seen Touch of Evil. Ah, so, so first watch it. So maybe you should watch Third Man then. I'll watch Third Man then. I'll do that. And I'll rewatch Third uh, Man. And Raven can watch Third watch Man. Watch The Trial, 1962. It's the best one. Okay, thanks. Okay, <laughs> so, all right. I'll watch them both. Watch I'll watch cool. them both. And I will watch Mank as well to go with oh, that. Oh, I love Mank. Uh, because you, you can't watch Orson Welles without watching Mank, apparently. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, and don't forget to catch me out. Yep. Oh, so we'll do that I, you know, that's really good. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about, Steve. We'll, yeah. we'll talk about doing <laughs> one of those in March. We'll, we'll try to bring revive because we only did one episode. Um, so we'll try that in March or April and see if we can relaunch Repo Nerds because we've got plenty of films to watch and I've got a Criterion for a little while. Uh, so. Uh, <laughs> And um, and HBO Max. Hey. So anyway, thank you for listening, everyone. We're done for the night, and um, gonna leave you with uh, well, you know, you can't go wrong with an Italian horror film for a uh, a good steamy uh, like you know hangout in the evening. Um, (laughs) We're gonna leave you tonight with Tenebrae and Lesbos, which is our standard outro when I actually don't know what music I'm gonna play, (laughs) and it's also to the Repo Nerds. So anyway, we'll be back in a couple weeks and look for us in March. And thank you for listening. Uh, We are the Sexy Witches, Raven, Steve, and Aaron, and I am the head entrant. Good night, everybody. See you soon.